Welcome to the KC Kingdom Podcast with your hosts, Cole Berry and Brett Strauss, bringing you all the news and notes around Kansas City sports. Colberry here, and we got a good podcast for you today. We're going to talk about the wild card weekend, kind of the results that happened, preview Chiefs, Texans, uh, talk a little Brett Veach and how he deserves some credit there towards the end of this thing. But I think we're going to start it off and just talk about how the wild card weekend shaped out this weekend, which was, was pretty a lot of interesting games. Yeah, a lot of games turned out differently than I think a lot of people. Uh, certainly, me expected, and me. We both picked a Chiefs Saints Super Bowl, so yeah. I really thought the Saints. Well, that I guess let's back up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first game, Bills. That Texans. Ga- that game started off how I thought the game was going to exactly. go. Exactly. And so I thought we were in for one of those. I, I was like one. Of, I think that upset was a popular pick because I don't think the Texans were too highly regarded going into the playoffs. Yeah, and they're they're ten and six. They've had their issues. Like they got blown out by the Broncos. So yeah. so when a good team comes to town, it was kind of everyone was. Putting their money on the Bills, even though the Texans were favored a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Bills go up 16-0. And then uh, that game, we, at halftime, me and my friend who were watching it went and got food. And we, we were actually kind of like bad-mouthing the game. <laughs> it's just 16-0. It wasn't an exciting 16 points either. It was very no. boring play. Field goals. What was it, one touchdown and three field goals? Yeah, the first drive was nice because it was the Josh Allen run and then the trick play. Yep. And then after that, it was just field goal, field goal, field goal. And yep. we're, we were talking, wow, this game's boring. I hope the later game's better. And then we get back with our food, and then all of a sudden the Texans storm back. You get to see some Josh Allen, like, weird mistakes on that last drive. and <laughs> Very weird mistakes. And the game, it just it went. Deshaun Watson just being a great player. He's a great player. We're going to talk about it a little later, but that's why I almost wanted to see the Patriots over the Texans because of the stuff Deshaun can do and what he did in that game, that, like, double-hit spin. That was crazy. It was – obviously, there's a little bit of luck that goes into that, but if you're playing uh, less mobile quarterback, that's a big sack, you know? I think if you're playing Tom Brady, I think Tom Brady retires at that point. I think he dies. I don't think, I think he, he dies, Yeah, too. like, he, he can't take that Giselle is left a widow. Yeah. <laughs> Giselle gets the move where she wants after that. Doesn't have to worry about Tom staying in New England anymore. But so that game ended up, uh, I want to say an exciting finish. It was a weird finish. Yep. With the two Josh Allen sacks, the lateral attempt yeah. to a tight end. With was a weird. minute something left. Yeah. With the first down, I think he even had on the play. He was trying to go for the win, I think. Booger just- with all time mistakes. Like. They're, they're, some of them are funny. Some of them is just like, it was, are you serious? It was third and 10. He said, I think the Bills should run a draw, get a few yards for the field goal, and then spike it. I'm like, Booger, that is a turnover on down. You can't, <laughs> that you lose. That's the game. And Joe Tessitore is like, okay. Uh, there was a long pause, and yeah. then he just goes, third and 10. Like, he just starts calling the game again. But that that first game, it was it was a fun, fun little just ending. Zany. Yeah, it was weird. But at least it wasn't a blowout like it was shaping up to be, and the Texans ended up coming back. The second game, though, did you like revel in it a little bit when it was? Happening? I reveled. Yeah, I reveled. I couldn't believe it. You know, like I was like, okay, this is the drive that either Tannehill decides to throw it, which he hardly did, hardly and, ever, and throws a pick, or you know, I was like, this is just something's gonna happen. This is not the Patriot way. The Patriot way is they 
figure it out on offense and they win this game. And yes. it just didn't happen. They had their chances and it too. It didn't happen. And that goal line stand by the Titans, you know, first, second, third, stopped them on all three downs, end up kicking a field goal. I was like, maybe, maybe, maybe they got this. I was watching it with a few Patriot fans because a couple of people in our friend group were Patriots fans. And they were like, if you told me at the beginning of this game that Tennessee would only score 14, New England would force a turnover and hold Ryan Tannehill to under 100 yards, that sounds like, you know, just a blowout. A blowout. And and they were just in shock. We were watching. And when that uh, that pick happened in the end zone, because that game was already over at that yeah, point. Game was. was over. But yep. they were still standing up. Thank you. Because they're Patriot fans. Yeah. As we're conditioned, they're not going to lose. So are the fans. They're like, oh, something magical is about to happen. They were on their, on their tiptoes. And then the pick six happens. And then the stadium was quiet. My living room was quiet. And I was looking at it like they actually freaking lost at home to the Titans. Yeah, we when we were playing the Patriots, whatever, how many many weeks ago, we were making a joke that Gillette probably took the scoreboards down because they just don't really need them. Because yeah. like the, it just flashes Patriots win over and over, over, and over. again. Because it's like these fans. They probably don't even know they lost. They probably still think they're moving on. Because the, they're so used to <laughs> they're it. They're just like, wait, what? What? Yeah. Like, is it possible to lose a football game? They don't even know. And especially at, as the sixth seed, you know, like yeah. to a sixth seed, I mean, that just doesn't happen. And we talked about, <laughs> you talked about rather, how you didn't really think the Patriots were a very good team. And been saying it all year. You've been saying it all year. And every year there's people saying that. And I didn't want to hop on that bandwagon with you just because I was so scared. But. Man, it just... I it, rode that train right to the promised land. Two straight losses to the Dolphins and the Titans. That's not That's not good for the Patriots. You know, that wasn't a good look for what this dynasty is. And, and a lot of people are speculating, is Brady coming back? What's the plans moving forward? We, we won't get into that because we just don't know. But it, for all intents and purposes, that could be either the, the start of the fall or the end of the fall. We'll see what product they put on the field next year. Uh, NFC games we won't get into too much because you know we won't need that until we get close to the Super Bowl. But we were all kind of surprised that that the Saints lost. Very surprised, especially to a Vikings team that the Chiefs beat with Matt Moore. You you kind of just expect Drew Brees at home to take care of that, that business. That's just kind of shrinking violet when it comes to big games. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is just not known for playing well under the spotlight. And if, I mean, maybe because it was an earlier game, <laughs> he didn't. Act like it was yeah. in the spotlight. It wasn't on a Monday. Yeah, it wasn't Monday night. It wasn't Sunday night, and it wasn't Thursday night. So, so he was there. He was there. He, he was ready to he ball. Was dialed in. And <laughs> a couple questionable calls, as there always are with the Saints game. I don't even know if they're questionable. They just by nature are questionable if the Saints are playing in a playoff game. Yeah, and at the very end, um, when Rudolph pushed off, because he did, he pushed off. Yeah, he pushed off. When he pushed off. Uh, Seth Kaiser tweeted about it, and he said his wife said, "Is that something that's usually called?" And Kaiser's like, "Well, no." She's like, "Well, then it shouldn't be called here." And I kind of agree with that, yeah. Because even if he did push off, if that's a week two second quarter, no one bats an eye. No except, one, except no for one bats diehard fans that are defending yeah. it. You know, and no just, one bats an eye. So I even think, I think the one that wasn't called against us last year with the Chargers on that game winning. Two point was it two point? No, it was the touchdown to set up the two point conversion. Well, I think he even did it on the two point conversion too, yeah, a little bit. But one of them was really, oh, it, really bad. It was the touchdown because they used that same play as an example for how the rules should be implemented in the like when the 
league set it in stone. They their memo had like in this instance it would actually be a replay of down because there was two fouls, one on the Chiefs, and they should have been an offensive pass interference on Mike Williams. That one was, you yeah. know, pretty bad. <laughs> that one was bad. This but, one was and just, it didn't even get called. Yes, which which kind of lets you know that they don't love calling an offensive pass interference. You just don't really see it, especially when both guys are kind of engaged. Yeah. You know, and and it was one handed too. That's. Believe it or not, that plays a huge part in it. If a guy gets one hand, kind of extends, they kind of look away. If he sh- two-hand shoves, that's where they really start. See, and it's like wh- when they played it real time, it just looks like they're kind of going after it. You know, it. Yeah. Uh, you slow it down, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that might have been a pat. But to the refs, you know, I, I just don't see why they don't review it. See, that's, at, at least review it for the Saints fans. That's the thing. They get this rule implemented it. Because of them, because of the... Literally because of the Saints. And then when it comes in crunch time in the playoffs when they could use it... I mean, they could they literally don't. just look at a blank screen for 30 seconds or so and then say, rule on the field, stand, or call on the field, stands. stands. And at least they got a replay. Yeah, you save face a little bit by doing yeah, that. Yeah, but nope, they're like, no not replay? even going to review it. It was crazy. Uh, this, the Eagles-Seahawks game, that game sucked just because Carson Wentz yeah. goes down. But that was just such a like microcosm of the whole season for the Eagles. It, Plagued with injury. It was kind of like an old house being held up by one board, and that board and finally, finally just gave out. Like Carson Wentz, The old metaphorical straw. Uh, the, that broke the camel's yeah, back. Yeah, yep. I mean, he was just holding that team up, and man... Him and Doug P. People want to call him injury prone, but he's torn his ACL, and then he gets destroyed in the back of the head by Jadavion Well, Clowney. it's not like, I don't know, I, I feel like stuff like that, that seems a little more adequate. Like, yeah. we always said D. Ford was injury prone, because yeah, it was always like a hip. Or, or a hamstring, or a hamstring, back. Yeah, and it's like... His body couldn't hold yeah, up. Yeah, right. Carson tears his ACL on one play, and then... Uh, there's not a guy in the league that takes that hit from Jadavion and at least doesn't get put in protocol, yeah. whether he comes oh, back yeah. or not. But that hit, well, and that doesn't even have anything to do with injury prone. Yeah, so he's not injury prone. He's he's missed like what eight games in four years, and I couldn't believe that was his first playoff start. I know it's crazy because last year he missed the one because of the back, and then the two years ago was the ACL. It's crazy. It's crazy, and he'll get more. I really like Carson Wentz. He played really well this well, year. Well, he, so. he finished the year very well. Yeah, he basically there was some questions coming in about him being a franchise quarterback, and then he was out there with literally no one, and he kind of just said, all right, hop on the back. I'm going to get us there. I'm going to drag us there, and he did. So I can't, yeah. So, so I think I think Eagles fans, I think that's a success. You know, like, yeah, they, they got that far, and they didn't get really blown out. No. Oh, they by lost a by Seahawks eight. team that I have said I said fraudulent for a while now. We'll yeah. see. They'll probably prove me so wrong, but I don't love the Seahawks this year. Carson Wentz is in that game they win. The Eagles, I guarantee. Oh, I think so too. Josh McCown took like six six sacks, and I, I was really rooting for McCown. Me too. Well, what a story. such a what cool a guy. guy. He'll be a coach eventually. He'll be what to Peterson. What Peterson was to Reed. You know, one of the his old backup quarterbacks that was with him forever. Yeah. He'll, that I th- he can hoop like a maniac. Oh, he, he's an athletic Maybe guy. Maybe he should go to the NBA. <laughs> yeah, just like... Or go overseas. Try to Michael Jordan and pull yeah, a career yeah. switch at the very end of his tenure. Now we're talking. <laughs> we'll see. But, I mean, as far as the playoffs go, we have a lot of interesting matchups. We'll continue to monitor that next week and how they shake out. But this week we got the Texans, and it's going to be a good game. We're going to get into all of that. But we got a little bit of a preview here for you first. On today's journey, we will focus on the deadly and captivating power of the animal kingdom. We first visit the honey badger of the African plains, 
Small in size, but what he lacks in brute strength, he more than makes up for with his sheer ferocity. He is also very smart. Some would say too smart. Collecting the metaphorical rent from the wildebeests. The kingdom is host to many other predators, like the lightning-fast cheetah, who can outrun any prey. Next, we stroll over to the riverbank, where we find the king of the lizards, the crocodile. Patient and deadly. Tune in this Sunday and watch the Chiefs' animal kingdom take on the Houston Texans. Starring Tyree Kill as the cheetah, Tyron Matthew as the honey badger, Sammy Watkins as the Lizard King, Patrick Mahomes as the Majestic Lion, and Chris Jones as a giant f***ing rhino. Chiefs, Texans, playoffs. You are not ready. Alright, so we got a good game to talk about. Uh, we re- do. Rematch from earlier in this season. They got us the first time around. They did. We also have an awesome hype video on YouTube. Yeah, check, check it, it out. out. Uh, link in bio. Link in bio. <laughs> what, what, what is it? Um, Smash the subscribe button. Game of Survival Chiefs hype video 2020. Yes. Playoffs. We'll put the link in the YouTube. bio. Yeah, it's we'll, awesome, though. We'll put it in there. Uh, we whipped it up. No big deal. Yeah, we, we that actually came about kind of like quickly. I, I texted you. I'm like, hey, we should do a hype video. And you it said. It came from Tom Brady. Right? Yes. That was kind of our initial inspiration because Tom Brady released a ridiculous hype video. Actually, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. We were going to actually retaliate with our own yeah. was the goal, and then they lose, so they kind of yeah. ruined that for Yeah, because it would have been like so perfect. Yeah. The ultimate redemption story from last year, blah, 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 blah. So we kind of scrambled with our ideas. We kind of workshopped a little last night, and then just as it was going, Brett over here is a guru with the editing, and as he's like putting his little ideas and stuff in there, we kind of look at each other, and he plays like the first like thirty seconds, and we're like, "Oh yeah, yeah. this is good." There and was then, a point where like we had like I had edited like a minute and a half of it, but I hadn't really watched it. I had just done like clip at a time, yeah. and then we're like, "Well, let's see what we got so far," and we're all just like, "Oh, we went nuts." It was really good. So uh, I'll put that link to that video in the article that we uh, that I write this week with the podcast in it. But uh, just moving on towards the game, it's going to be a good one. Uh, these two teams are very different than the last time we saw each other, though. Yeah, I, it's even hard to gauge because of how different we are. And I think I think what bodes well for us is I think they haven't gotten any better. If anything, they haven't uh, – they've gotten worse maybe. Maybe, and, yeah. And we've gotten significantly better. Um, I got some snap counts uh, from the Week 6 matchup. This is uh, just the players that were playing that week. Uh, Martinez Rankin on the line played 55 of 55 offensive snaps. Cam Irving also played 55 snaps. D-Rob, DeMarcus Robinson, played 50 snaps because that was the Tyree Kill working back game. Yeah. No Sammy. Byron Pringle played 33 snaps. On defense, Ben Neiman played 87 of 89 snaps. Damian Wilson played 79 snaps, which his snap count's still probably going to be up. Uh, Morris Claiborne played 33 snaps. Darren Lee played 45 snaps. And Terrell McClain played almost 30 snaps. Terrell McLean's not on the team anymore, so, yeah. so that just kind of shows you where we were. Uh, those guys up top, the offensive guys, uh, we're going to have Wiley back. We're going to have Fisher back. They weren't, didn't play that first game. Tyreek Hill did not play a ton of snaps in that first contest. Sammy Watkins didn't play at all. So offensively, we should be back to full full strength. Another thing to note there is that when Mahomes played, he was still really banged up from that ankle. Yeah, that, I think I didn't really realize at the time you know, I don't know if any of us did about really that ankle was not great. No, and it, and like it, this was kind of in our dark days, 
of the season. It was uh, it got rolled up again on him after in that Colts, Colts loss. game. Yeah, and so then he came out and played in the in the Houston game, and and he was without weapons, without protection, and uh, you know it's different this time around. Another interesting thing I want to say: we didn't have Eric Fisher last time. JJ Watt is back for the Texans, but in like three or four career games, Eric Fisher's never allowed a sack to JJ Watt. And if you remember a couple years ago, there was that infamous clip of Eric Fisher absolutely destroying yeah, and J.J. Got, Watt. Yeah, and everyone was saying it was like a dirty hit because then he got injured yes. on that play. So, But he just finished him off. For whatever reason, Eric Fisher, like likey him some J.J. Watt, he just – something wakes up in him and I think he unlocks whatever he's got because every time they, they go against each other, it's, a, it's an Eric Fisher Well, I think as, as an offensive lineman, you're never like, man – these Chiefs, they got Eric Fisher. Look out! You exactly. know, it's always they have J.J. Watt. He's gonna get, he's gonna tear up. You know, and these offensive linemen are like, ah, oh, we'll see about that. We'll see. And we got Fisher, and then we got uh, old Mitch holding on the Mitch, right side. Yeah. So a lot of pressure for J.J. Was probably gonna have to come from the interior. Uh, we got a pretty solid interior too. I mean, Wiley's been playing well this year. Ryder, he doesn't get a lot of credit. Kind of underrated. Very solid. He's not all pro by yeah. any means, but he, he's, he's all right there at center. So, so we'll see how the line holds up. I think that'll be a very good matchup and kind of indicative of how that game's going to go. If we can, if we can protect, we should play yeah. well. I think even last time we played, there was a point where I'm like, this is going to be an easy game to watch. I think we came out looking all right. You know, we scored that long pass or the long touchdown to Tyreek on the free right play, out of the yeah. gate. And I'm like, okay, you know, and then I think we, did we did we go up fourteen nothing or ten nothing? We went or up by a lot, and then we were up eight when that fluky pass interference call happened. Yeah, when we were about to score again. Yes, and then uh, that was a worst. That it was a weirdest thing too because they called it pass interference, and then he comes out and says, "No, it's not pass interference. It was actually holding, but I can't call holding now or something because like, it's too late." Yeah, and. No, it and wasn't they, too late. They changed the call. They they were like, it wasn't pass interference because he wasn't the intended target. So then it becomes illegal contact, which I can't, you know, call or whatever. It was a very – I still and, don't and, understand yeah, it. it was you very, know? And he, like, he came out and had this big, long explanation. And at the end, they have the ball because they picked up both flags. They basically or, said, it's not – I called it pass interference, but it can't be because he's not the target – so no, no flag. No, it was he still had the ball in his hands. In his hands. So no flag. Turnover. And and Mahomes was like, but, "Are you I saw you I saw him get tackled." But and, it's a yeah, at that point it's an illegal contact yeah, or and, a hold. And yeah, it was, it was just a weird play. Very strange. And the the fact of the matter is Travis Kelsey very clearly got mauled and thrown on the yeah, ground. So yeah. it shouldn't have should in no way, shape, or form. Well, and then they replayed it, and the ball was clearly out of his hands yeah. way before it had. So it was just it was, a whole just, it was thing. a terrible call. We were up eight at the time. Marching. Did we lose a fumble in that game too? I can't remember. I think I, I want to say we did. That toward, was back in our fumbling. Days. I think it was towards the end of the first half where we fumbled, and it set them up on the goal line, not on the goal line, but going in, and then they ended up scoring right before halftime yeah. on the Deshaun Watson yes. little jogging. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So it was just it was so. Weird of a game. We've had a lot of weird games. We've talked about a lot of weird Chiefs games, but we're full strength. Andy said everyone's practicing this week. Uh, full strength, kind of asterisk. We won't have Juan Thornhill, you know, IR. Tough. We won't have that's Ogba or Okafor, but we do have Terrell Suggs that we didn't have then. So that's yeah. kind of a, a mitigated loss almost. So uh, we should be healthy going in. 
The Texans look kind of healthy as well. Uh, they didn't have Will Fuller last week. He's trending to play, but Bill O'Brien They still hasn't. don't know. Yeah, yeah they haven't. It seems very – I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't play and, from what I've heard. And if he does play, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not super effective yeah. as a deep threat. Everyone was saying uh, – I heard somebody say, yeah, with without Will Fuller, you know, that's like the Chiefs losing Tyreek Hill. I'm like uh, – uh, It's like the – I don't know. It's – Maybe maybe if DeAndre Hopkins is out, yeah, it's like a team, I, yeah. But but I was like, I don't think Will Fuller and Tyree Killer are in the same conversation. He's their deep threat that opens up a lot for maybe them. Maybe that's what they were saying. And but that's I, probably as far what as like caliber of players. Yes. Like uh, I don't think so. They were probably trying to make the correlation that he catches deep for them and opens, but he doesn't do it at like at, you know Tyree Kill level. So yeah, it's just if they have him, they're obviously more scary. But. You know, I'm not – I don't want to go in super confident at any playoff team. No. But I feel like this is going to wind up a lot like that Colts game did last year. You know, a team comes in off a close win because the Colts, you know, beat the Texans last year. Yep. They come in to Arrowhead. There's some chatter. You know, Andrew Luck's a great quarterback. Maybe he gets it done. Deshaun's of, great. I remember, uh, Maybe what, he what's gets his it face done. from Good Morning Football was like, I will bet – Everything I have that the Colts rolled the, the Chiefs. Kyle Brandt, he said yeah. he'd wear a barrel to work. Yeah. And then he did when they it was it was really you know, cool of him to kind of play up on that and, and hold steady. But I, that's probably going to happen because Deshaun's a great young quarterback. There's going to be a lot of hype around him. But if the Chiefs come in and play well, it's not going to be a close game. It shouldn't be, no. uh, at least for, mo- for the most part. There's a lot of factors going the Chiefs' way. It's at home. We're we're coming off a bye. We're rested. Uh, Andy Reid off, off a bye, a bye. is Incredible. insane. Like thirteen tw- and three, eighteen and three. It's eighteen and three, something like I, that. I just saw including today. playoffs. It's like twenty three and four. The only time he's lost off a of first off a of playoff bye was that Steelers game where we scored two touchdowns. They scored nothing but field goals and a touchdown. And we still lost. We lost. Oh, that's that's his only playoff bye loss. So. So he's incredible off the bye. We didn't have Chris Jones last time, and if you remember, Carlos Hyde looked like a, a world beater against yeah. us. I he was don't, doing the shh yeah, and all the... You can't blank uh, profanity stop us, he said yeah, to a CBS yeah. camera. So we'll see. Uh, I don't know if he does that with Chris Jones there. I do think he has a decent game. He's had a good year. You know, He topped 1,000 yards, so he's had a good year. I don't see him. I, speak, we didn't even talk about Derrick Henry when we talked about the Titans, about how he was just crazy. Oh. But I just saw Derrick Henry had has had 1,100 yards over the last six games. Yeah. <laughs> They're like over, you know, over a full season. That's like smashes the NFL record. Yeah. Carlos is not that kind of player. No. And, and we made him look like it, though, last time we played. Yes. We have since, I think it's fairly obvious the defense has since turned a corner. Since then, oh, uh, yeah. we get the revenge game factor again, part two. Part Carlos two. Hyde revenge, Tyron Matthew revenge game. We'll see how that goes. But just as far as the defense goes, we're firing on a lot more cylinders than we were last time we played. Yeah, I mean, we're just the team being healthy is just big. It's huge. Like, it's just you don't have, you know, and even if you're missing one piece here, one piece, you know, it's like we didn't. At this point, our offensive line wasn't as battered as it could have been. Like, at some point in the season, it was more battered. The defensive line, you know, without Chris Jones, it just is different. It's different. Everything's different. And Byron Pringle, you know, like. Him playing 40 snaps is is a big deal. Yeah. And Um, so. Another thing that we need to talk about here is um, with McCole Hardman, I really do think in the playoffs we're going to see some things that 
we haven't been seeing motion wise packages for him packages for Tyreek just more creativity because we've seen kind of I this is maybe wishful thinking because from my standpoint it's been kind of vanilla play calling there hasn't been as much motion there hasn't been as much no I mean even well it was the Baltimore game when they they kept playing that clip of Mahomes with the little ball behind the his ball back yeah you know, like early in the season it seemed like we were getting a lot of razzle dazzle that was just always working yes and we haven't really not it's not that it's not working for us I don't think it, we've, we're trying no it, it just kind of faded away so Andy he's he's seen this defense once that's huge for him and and I really hope that we unveil some stuff that you know well kind of under wraps and I think one of the big matchups I think it's going to be the biggest matchup is the Texans secondary is bad Yes. Bad. Worst in the league. Bad. Bad. Bad, bad, bad. They are the worst in the league. If J.J. Watt doesn't get home, then it's going to be a rough day for them if there's not a lot of yeah. pressure on Mahomes up front. Um, and, and yeah, Texans fans, they can say whatever they want about our rush defense, but their pass defense is the worst in the league. It's the worst in the league, and that's a bigger deal. I promise you that yeah, you, yeah. You, you would rather have a worse run defense than a worse pass defense, especially, especially against – uh, I don't know. Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, he wears 15. What we have heard of is that they steals d- hearts. These two <laughs> These dudes same draft class, you know, two picks apart. That's yep. good. Uh, a lot of people are calling this the Mitch Trubisky Bowl. It's the two <laughs> quarterbacks that the Bears could have had. I think that's kind of funny, but uh It's th- crazy the quarterbacks in the AFC this year. Are not Roethlisberger, Manning or Brady. Oh, it's yeah, it's Lamar. It's Tannehill, Patrick, Deshaun. I was watching or not watching. I saw a graphic on um, online. All four of the remaining quarterbacks, their salary cap hits like ten million dollars in the AFC. In the NFC, the lowest is like Kirk Cousins at twenty six million or something like yeah. that. Because all those guys, Rodgers, uh, Wilson, Cousins, and Garoppolo, they're all in the twenties, close to thirty million dollars mm-hmm. a year. And everyone on the AFC side, the highest paid one, I think, is. Uh, it's not Mahomes. I think it's. I think it is. It might be Mahomes because he's I the highest was, draft yeah, pick. Four point two. Something like that. Yeah. Four point four. It's it's like Mahomes, Watson, Lamar, and then Tannehill, and Mahomes leads the pack at like three point nine million or something like that. So, it's it's kind of an old versus new guard uh, situation going on. The it's minus Tannehill, he's just a backup, so he's not getting paid a lot. But that's so weird. He's a good backup. He's turns a, out. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good starter too. Um, I don't know if. There's a way the Texans can really win this if we play a good game, but we have seen the Chiefs not play good games a lot this year, so we really need to avoid those fumbles, those penalties, stuff like that, or we could be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, we've seen the Chiefs play a couple really good games. I think the Raiders game was a really good game. We still didn't have a lot of offense in that game. Um, We've seen, I think the Broncos game was a really good, you know, I think... Some of our really good games have been these last few games, yes. which is awesome. That, that We are really hot right now. That is very true. Um, I think, like you said, though, if we play – I, I think we have to play a decent game, and I think we win by, my prediction, 10. 10. Oh, yeah. 10 or more. 10 or more every for the rest of the way, including I even, the Super Bowl. I haven't Bowl. even been keeping up. The only one you missed was uh, the Patriots game. Dang. That's the only one we haven't won by, won by two possessions was the Patriots well, game. Two field goals. Or two, <laughs> that that there you go. Um, one thing we were talking about kind of off air was we kind of wanted to see the Patriots 
here for the redemption story arc. I think arc. you did. Well, I wanted to see it for, for that. For the redemption story arc and for all that, you know, cinematic underdog uh, rising up, killing the dynasty type thing. We wanted to be the one to finish him off. And then this was also my sentiment was Deshaun is kind of the, you know, if he goes off and he can, we've seen it in special moments, him being special. If he does something like that, he could beat you. And that scares me more than if Tom see, Brady was playing. I know the mysticism around Tom Brady. You don't want to see him in the playoffs, but this Patriot team wasn't the same. It just wasn't. I know. And I think they're worse than this Texans team. Even though this Texans I, I team, think, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I just, they're, it's like the wizard of Oz, you know, it's like, I, and and I haven't seen behind the cloak. Like we just kind of barely saw behind the cloak for the first time of this Patriots team that they always have something up their sleeve. And it's like, and they get, and it always works for whatever reason. And it's just the worst. I didn't, I didn't want to play the Patriots. I did, man. I really, I, I wanted to play them just so we could beat them. But the back of my mind is like, yeah, but they just might come in and they might break my heart again. And I don't know if I can take that again. From, from a football standpoint, the stars on the Texans are are better because you have Gilmore over there for the Patriots. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. And then you have a 42 year old Tom Brady. But after that, it's an older Edelman. It's and that's it for as far as the star players go. For the Texans, you have DeAndre Hopkins. You got J.J. Watt, Deshaun Watson, and well, and, yeah. And, but those three guys are like all good. pro yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, I think Hopkins. Hopkins, in my opinion, is the best wide receiver in the league but, as far as raw t- like hands. He just got it. He's got it all. He's effortless with it. And I get a little scared of that. But then in my head, I have to remind us, Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, yeah, Tyron. Yeah, yeah, I have to do that to myself. That. And then you, the edge really is going to be the disparity between uh, Bill O'Brien and Andy Reid. Because if you watch that Bills game, Bill O'Brien got outcoached pretty he bad by Sean badly McDermott. outcoached. And it was How just, do you come into a game and get down 16-0 at home? I, I don't understand that. And, and Bill O'Brien in the playoffs, that's been his M.O. He lost 21-7 yeah. to the Colts. He lost. When uh, we played, was that Bill O'Brien when we played him a couple oh, years I'm, ago? Oh, I'm fairly certain it was, yeah. When because, we shut him out 24-0? Yeah, yeah, that was definitely Bill O'Brien. Uh, his one win as a coach for the Texans in the playoffs before this week came against that Oakland Raiders squad that lost Derek Carr the week before. Yeah, I remember that. They were starting, was it? Connor Cook or yeah, Connor, was Connor I think it was yeah. Connor Cook for sure. I think it was Connor Cook. Yeah, and it was bad because I think Matt McGoin got hurt too. I think he was the backup and then Cook. Yeah, that was a night. And they still almost won that game, I think. Yeah, it was clo- It was competitive at least. And so that was Bill O'Brien's only playoff win before. Yikes. He's just not been competitive in the playoffs. So, I, Andy. I, it's going to be tough for the Texans to win this Yeah, I, I, th- I think that I'm going to call my shot with you. I have some reservations. I don't want to well, go all out. Well, I think out. we're just – Chiefs fans but the health of the team the bye week factor the star power all of it kind of adds up for us and the home game I think I really hope that this is the game where Chiefs fans can finally like almost like take a breath you know we're not that Chiefs team anymore that loses in the first round exactly you know like takes that bad loss I think we finally turn the corner we rise up and even when we were making that video yesterday, you know, we were like, what direction do we want to go in this? Well, let's go in the direction of all the playoff losses of the past. And I was kind of thinking, no, I don't want to do that because this is a different team. We're this different. Is, we're not is, adding to that. No, we're not because we're just going to come in here and we're going to beat them by 21 and it's going to be awesome and we're going to go beat the Ravens and win the Super Bowl. The sentiment among Chiefs fans for a majority of the season, especially when Mahomes went down, was – 
if we can just get to the playoffs healthy, if we can just get to the playoffs healthy, it doesn't matter where we're at. We could be the three seed, the four seed. If we get to the playoffs healthy, we have a good shot at the Super Bowl. Well, we got to the playoffs healthy, got some luck, and now we're a two seed. So that sentiment shouldn't change, and you shouldn't. As much as I am kind of, I talked about, I was scared of the Texans. They're a ten and six team, and we're I think we're superior in most ways. So it shouldn't be a hard game. It's the playoffs. It's the divisional round. Nothing's going to be easy. If you don't yeah. show up, you're yeah. going to lose. Right. But, but I think we're going to show up, and I, I believe yeah, strongly I, I, we will. I I love the focus of this team right now too. Like just the we got the swagger that we've been wanting, you know, and we got the we just have come out looking pretty focused. Yes, and. That's a good point because a lot of times you forget that these guys are human. Yeah. And there is uh, always a lot of narratives of, oh, these guys weren't in it or they didn't have the heart. or And yeah. that sometimes is real life. Like sometimes guys show up to an NFL game in practice to collect a paycheck. Well, it seemed like move the Chargers game last, like what kind of we were talking about, we had some good wins. Well, the Chargers game wasn't a great win. Yes. For, I mean, it, we finally kind of put them away there toward the end, but. That first half it was like sloppy. Uh, the Chiefs look like ah, we could beat these Chargers, you know. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. The Chargers, like, the Chargers came out, scored a little, played a little ball. Yeah, and then but, they lost interest in tackling Damian Williams, and it kind of ended. Yeah, Damian Williams lost interest in going down. Yeah, that, <laughs> put it that way too. But another real element to this is that these guys get paid for playoff games. Every guy gets paid the same check for playoff games. There's no, like, roster. and well, I mean, you might get incentives for making the playoffs, but once you get to the playoffs, game check is the same for Patrick Mahomes as it is for, you know, Nick Algaretti. It's the same. And so guys like Charverius Ward, who are on an undrafted free agent contract, they want that extra 55000 bump or whatever it is. Yeah. They're going to go out there and ball to get another chance to, you know, get another game check. So I hope – I hope they uh they show us they prove us right. That'll be an interesting matchup, Shar versus Hopkins. Because first time around, Shavarius did some work the, on yeah, it. Yeah, it was the Ward show. He had that one handed pick in the end zone. Oof. That was a beautiful Oof. play. That was a beautiful play. Score prediction. I already know yours. Yeah. So I, I don't want to like. I spoiled it. Sorry. I'm gonna go for it. Blowout, forty-two to twenty. Forty burger. Forty burger. We're gonna put it on them. Forty-two twenty. Airhead will be rocking. It's a day game too, so. Yeah, I, I wish I wish I could have said that, but I keep saying that, and then we score like ten. Ten points. Well, we haven't scored ten, but I'm gonna say what did I say earlier? Thirty-four twenty-one. Yeah, I think you said thirty-four twenty-one. Thirty-four twenty-one. Your prediction. I love thirty-four twenty-one. That, that, and I think the last touchdown comes down late. I always say that. I love the garbage true. time points. The, and they're so real. Yeah, garbage time points are. are so real. Jameis Winston has built a career off throwing touchdowns in the fourth quarter, down by 17. Here's the game flow in my mind. Chiefs go up 14-0. Deshaun comes down, puts together a good drive, 14-7. Everyone's like, here we go. We get the the classic Jim Nance or Tony Romo. We got a ball game, Jim. Yeah. We got a ball game. And then the Chiefs score two more touchdowns and put it away. Put it away. Yeah, it was like last year. That's kind of what happened against the Colts. We went up big. They blocked that punt. And then everyone's all like, Oh, here the, here come the Colts! Yeah, you know it's yeah, a ball game, yep. and then we just put it away. Yeah. So, uh, very Same similar flow. flow. Same flow. It could it could definitely happen. Um, I see us jumping out. It, it's very possible we can jump out to like one of those seventeen nothing leads, and just maybe kind of coast a little too much. That's also a possibility. Um, That'd be nice. I get stressed during these playoff games. I, like, I do too. Just disgusting. Sweaty. 
<laughs> angry, happy, mean, mean. sad. Yeah, I uh, eat. Stress eat is a big deal yeah, in the playoff game. Yeah. You get the best snacks. And I just then, have to get all. I just it doesn't even matter if they're good. I'm just shoving them in my mouth because you went out of the good snacks early, yeah. and then when it gets really stressful, you're move munching the, on move th- the coffee table out of the way because there will be vigorous pacing. Do you have any playoff uh, superstitions? No, I just have to move. I just can't. I so <laughs> speaking of the Texans, actually, um, when we played the Texans all those years ago in the wild, the first wild card game we had won, or the first playoff game we had won, and or what, it was what the was thirty that? to nothing Nile Davis yeah. return game. Yeah, yeah, right there in the beginning. I'm sitting there on the couch, and I can't even remember. I think it was my little sister comes, and she lays down with, like, a little pillow on the floor right in front of me. And I was like, you better not lay there because something happens. I'm jumping up, and I'm running, and you're going to get trampled. First play, returns that kick, and she just got so trampled. And she (laughs) was so mad, but I was like, I I, called my shot, and you got trampled, so I'm sorry. I I warned you. You were in the trample zone. You were in the trample zone. And I got – I can't can't help it. If you're in the trample zone, what am I supposed to do? I am a, like, super excitable person with a Chiefs score. It's weird. Me and you have never watched a Chiefs game together. It's so weird. It's so strange because we both Why do we do this podcast together? (laughs) Well, what happens is is that me and you met each other kind of late, like, you know, in my college. You already graduated. And we each have our own friend group. And you watch it with your boys. I watch it with my boys. I am, the whole house is a trample zone when we score. I am just way too trampling oh my goodness dude i am there was this is just a i'll give you my funny little anecdote remember when alex smith uh, was our quarterback and then that game against the chargers uh where we came back biggest comeback in franchise history i think yes. oh, in yeah. a very opening oh, game of the yeah. season when that happened i had a john cena cutout in the corner of our living room i remember that cutout and i stone cold stunned it Ran outside and proclaimed to the heavens, Alex Smith is my new God. And I run back inside, and I'm fairly certain I headbutted my fridge. I am wow. almost 90% positive, and I've calmed down a little bit. I headbutt less things now. I just scream a little more. You only headbutt smaller appliances. Yeah, you know, like mini fridges or microwaves. <laughs> but Poster no, ovens. But yeah, no, I... That that was back in my youth, <laughs> uh, my youthful days. I used to headbutt. Back things. when your head wasn't bruised. Oh yeah, now now you know. Now it's just concussion scarred. protocols come out. Yeah. They take me out of the fan. They put me in the blue tent the for the rest of the game. Tent. I can't I can't have that. I gotta watch the game. But that was my trample moment. I was just I was screaming. It was insane. It was one of the best moments. I had a trample moment last year when there was an interception late in the fourth quarter against the Patriots. And then I cried. <laughs> I wanted to – oh, my goodness. Hey, that was a great trample moment. I was at the game. That was the first we're going to the Super Bowl trample moment, and then – I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast, but when that happened, I was I was at the AFC Championship game, and there was this, this older gentleman, two of them, sitting in front of me. And when that interception happened, we were all jumping up and, like we, – we were jumping up and screaming. We ended up, like, hugging – and I was like looking at this this older guy. He was probably in his sixties, and he had been telling me all day that like he's come to so many games. He's been a fan since the beginning. He's been here for all the big moments. And I was like pointing at him. I was like, "You deserve this. You deserve this." He's like, "I deserve this." He had like tears in his eyes. It was like a really intense moment. Wow. And then the flag happened, and I was like, "And oh. you lost that moment." I was like, "Man, you didn't deserve that. I promise. That sucks." Because it was like you could hear a pin drop in Arrowhead. Well, you really couldn't because there's a lot of booing. Because you know. Yeah flag everyone thinks it's fake that the refs oh, are lying yeah. but then after we kind of saw the replay that's when the booze died down and we're yeah. like oh dang it 
My superstition. This year's different. My superstition is I had this Chris Jones hat. It's a signed hat I won on a Snapchat thing. I had to wear it every game. Well, the snap broke this year. So my new tradition is I just got a Mahomes jersey. I have Kansas City socks I have to wear. And then I have a black Adidas hat that I throw on. So that's my new. We we won last last week and the week before with that tradition. So now I have to rock the Mahomes, the Kansas City socks, and I think we'll be good. Nice. I think that's all we got for this preview. Lastly, uh, one thing I wanted to mention a little bit uh, we need to talk about. I want to talk about how good of a job Brett Veach has done and kind of how he's flipped the narrative a little bit from from his beginning tenure. He started, and his first draft class really wasn't that good. It was like Breland Speaks, Derek Nadi, Armani Watts. It was that draft class. Yeah. Uh, well, tr- I think there was a little sour taste in our mouths because I think we liked John Dorsey. Yes. And John Dorsey left. Because he was as bad as he was at managing the cap, and we kind of are feeling that, those yeah, effects now. still. Um, he was a good at talent evaluator, and he yeah. knew how to put talent on a roster, yep. no matter how crippling it was. Yep. And he was the one that did draft Mahomes. And so, even though Veach was the scout yep. that really pounded the table, we, we did like John Dorsey. And so, that first draft class, we're like, ugh. And then he signs Hitchens to a big deal, and Hitchens had a bad year. I want to say a bad year. He had a ton of tackles, but the run defense was terrible. Yeah, a lot of missed tackles. He signed uh, Sammy Watkins to a big deal. And Watkins missed like eight to nine games last year. And we're like, oh, here we go. You know, yeah. here's the deal with Sammy again. Then he comes out this year. And what I want to give him the most credit for is not looking at a 12 and four team that got to the AFC championship game and saying, this team's already good. We can sit on our quote, kind of sit on our hands and do it again. Yeah, he, run it back as it were. Yes, he noticed that there needed to be drastic changes in order to compete in the AFC and do it for a long period of time. So what he did was he fired Bob Sutton, and when Bob Sutton gets fired, he brings in Andy Reid had a big hand in bringing in Spags, but he he recognized that the defense needed to change. Then he goes and signs Tyron Matthew. He makes a big trade for Frank Clark. And then he just brings in a ton of talent to this team. He brought in uh, Charverius Ward last year for Parker Anger in a straight-up trade with the Cowboys. Uh, he brings in Emmanuel Ogba, who was leading our team in sacks before he gets hurt, for Eric Murray was the only person he gave up in that trade. And he just builds a foundation for this this team and this defense to be successful going forward. And then on top of that, he goes and just has – a stellar draft class. He gets McCole Hardman. He gets Juan Thornhill. Those guys are just alone would have made this draft class worth it. He gets another contributor in Colin Saunders, and then it, it just kind of takes off from there, and he's starting to look really smart the things that he was able to do. Yeah. Uh, who put out that piece on Mitch? Someone put out a piece on Mitch Trubisky before that Chiefs-Bears game. I can't remember who it was. I read it. And it was all about Brett Veach's obsession with Patrick Mahomes. Yes. And how he was on the Patrick Mahomes train when he was like a junior at Texas Tech. Or when did he come out? He was a, he was a senior, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it was like he wasn't even good yet, really. And he was like, you guys got to see this Patrick Mahomes kid. And showing Andy Reid and showing John Dorsey. John Dorsey and like, you guys got to see this kid. Like he had an obsession. Uh, it was like written in the article, like it was literally like an obsession with Patrick Mahomes, and that was always their guy. And he convinced everyone in the Chiefs organization, like this is our guy, we got to get this guy. And there was a story circulating this week that that got word to Mahomes, and he the only hat I don't know if this is true, but he said the only hat he had on draft night was the Chiefs. 
Did you mm. hear that this I didn't week? Hear that. Yeah, he said uh, I can't remember if it was on the franchise or just a throwaway interview. But apparently on draft night, the only hat he had with him was a Chiefs hat because he had been just talking to Veach, and Veach was like, "Hey, I love you. We're gonna get this done." The Chiefs were trying to be quiet about it though because they didn't want someone to come swoop up, and so Veach was just a scout at that point. And so John Dorsey wasn't the one glowing about Mahomes, and there was a lot of hush hush around the organization. They wanted they didn't want people to know they were taking him. But Veach was kind of the backdoor guy, like, hey, Patrick, you know, we love you, we love you, we love you. And he was the one, you know, kind of telling him without so much saying it so it didn't get out. And then word kind of gets out on draft morning that the Chiefs were trying to move up for a quarterback. A lot of people thought it was Deshaun, ended up being Patrick, and the rest is history. Yeah. I mean, look at us. Look at Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Not me. me. Well, I would have. Uh, yeah. I think we both kind of thought that we'd be back here. We're homers. We are big homers when it comes we to this homers. team. We really are. Bad. We try, it's getting worse. It is. It, the problem is is that we keep being right because the team's so darn good. Yeah. And so we're just going to keep talking well about them. There's yeah. not a lot of controversy surrounding the team. And, you know, 12-4, and four, two seed in the AFC, hosting a game. We're going to predict us to win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do uh, we want to do playoff predictions before we close? Yeah. Like, this, yes. Just around them. Um, I think – Titans, this week, Ravens. What do you I, think? I want to go Titans so bad. I want to do it so bad. In my head, I'm like, oh, they can beat them. They can beat them. But, but you're taking Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens because last week I knew the Titans were going to beat New England. Like I, I didn't pick it, but I was so scared too. My head was telling me the Titans are going to win, but my heart said New England, so I took New England. This week, my heart's screaming for the Titans, but when I'm looking at the Ravens roster, I'm like, ah, the Ravens are going to win this game. They're rested. They're healthy. I'm going to take good. the Titans. You're going to do it? Yeah. I think the Ra- I think the chink in the armor is rush defense for the Ravens, and like, no one runs it better than the Titans. Nick Chubb did go off against. Off. Yeah. 90-yard run, off. We'll see. He went off. I think he had like 180 and three touchdowns. That's just pure off the top of my head. I don't and, know if that's and true And they or got not. blown out in but, that yeah. game. I want to go Titans. I just can't. I can't do it. I don't see. They're 2-2 two and two when allowed more than 140 rush yards. With the Ravens? Yeah. Yeah, but they've got two wins when allowed more than one. The reason I'm not picking the Titans, if... The Titans are going to win. The re- okay, the reason, it. the reason I'm not doing it is because if they would have scored more against the Patriots, I would have been more comfortable. But only 14, and Derrick Henry still went off, kind of leaves me a little hesitant. Yeah. That's the reason I'm yeah, not going right. that. Um, I'm just curious. I mean, we haven't seen full-strength Ravens in, what, three weeks? It's been a while, and Mark Ingram has been banged up here lately, too. I think he's playing, but so absolutely full-strength Ravens. It's been a little bit. We'll see. I think they're and we too haven't good. seen them play competition in a while. I think they're too good to lose their first playoff game. I really do. So Chiefs, Ravens, Ravens. AFC Championship game. Uh, who's the other matchups? It's Green Bay. It's is it? It's Seahawks, Niners, uh, Niners, Green Bay, and no, it's Seahawks, Vikings. Vikings. Or, yeah, yeah, it's Niners, Vikings, Seahawks, Green Bay. Got it. Oof. Got it. Nailed it. I was Got thinking it. of all the seedings. I forgot the the Vikings won. I think the 49ers blow out Seahawks. 49ers are playing the Vikings. The Vikings. Oh. 49ers are playing the Vikings. The Vikings are going are gonna to get beat. They're going to get beat. And do you think the Packers beat the Seahawks? <sighs> That's a close That's one because I don't like the Packers either, really. You don't like either of those teams? No. You think they're both kind of frauds? Who wins I've been the, saying it. Who wins the fraud bowl? The fraud bowl. I got to go Aaron Rodgers. It's at Green Bay, too. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go. I think, I'm, I, I think somehow the Packers are going to make it to the NFC Championship. I just still don't think they're really that good. The wild card was really wonky. But they got so lucky with everything that happened. They really did. The wild card's so wonky, and I think it was wonky enough that we can go chalk. Yeah, uh, they kind of stayed out of the fire. Like, I don't know how the Packers, like, didn't really play anyone that hard. 
down the stretch. Yeah. He's kind of stayed out of it. And they're like, oh, we'll take the two seed. I think Packers-Seahawks might be the most interesting game of the weekend because we both think that the Chiefs are going to roll. You think the Titans are going to win against the Ravens. If that happens, that game's more interesting. Yeah, I, but it might But it might be out. a blowout. So, And then Vikings-Niners, which could be a good game. I want to tell myself it is, but... I just, Kirk, man, I, I, I'm a Kirk Cousins defender, but when it gets to crunch time in the game like this, gonna strike twice. Yeah, we'll see. But that Vikings, or that Vikings Niners game should be a Niners win. One seed yeah. versus six seed. Yeah, it should happen. Seahawks Packers that could get interesting. That could yeah. get really ugly. It could be an ugly game, like a gross, not fun it to watch. It could game. be gross. It could be one of those. I mean, because the Packers almost lost to the. The Lions in their last game, and then the Seahawks got blown and got out the by two the, seed, and got the two seed, and the Seahawks got blown out by the Cardinals two weeks ago at home, and could barely put away a literal backup Eagle squad. That Eagle yeah. squad looks like a third, like a, a preseason game squad, yeah, because it was McCown, it was Goddard, Greg Ward, JJ Arthega, and and who else? Miles Sanders got hurt in that game, yeah. Like his Boston Scott was their most reliable running back. He's a dancer. He is too, isn't he? I love how in Gridiron Heights they gave him a Boston accent because his <laughs> first name's Boston. But yeah, that's all, I think that's all we got for you guys this week. Uh, next week, hopefully, we can't really tell you what the schedule is going to be like now that we're playoff bound. Um, hopefully, we're previewing an AFC championship and then reviewing what we just saw. If we lose, uh, hopefully we don't. If we do, we're just going to dive really deep into how the game went against the Texans and kind of how we view the season. And what we need to do next year. Next year, yeah. Just some preliminary, like, just some wrap-up stuff for the season. Um, you can find us on Spreaker, uh, kckingdom.com. That's where I'm going to write an article diving a little deeper into the Veach stuff tonight. That'll be up, and then we'll have our hype video linked in that as well. Um, you can get us on Apple, Google, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see how this goes. Playoffs are always interesting, and we'll be talking to you next week.